Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Magic Beans podcast. This is episode number 185. My name is Cracker, and I'm going to be your host for this episode. And I'm joined by a singular bean and my good mate, Chewy. How are you? Good, mate. How are you? Good to be back on. Very well. Yeah, good to have you. Yeah, I think Shorty and I had a, I I a good time talking about because of the uh, modern last week. Yeah, yeah, it was a good cast. I uh, listened to that one in the car. It made me want to play some more modern. Very much looking forward to it. Yeah. I missed the last cast because uh, we had we had a couple of storms and I was running off a generator with no internet for a little while. But back in the first world, <laughs> and I am uh, yeah got even internet, which was a bit sketchy up until this afternoon. The power supply in my router blew up, so I had to. Run to JB Hi-Fi and buy a new one. Look, I'm not not disappointed because I was kind of worried I was going to have to solo cast. It's been, Look, <laughs> it's been a while since we've had one of those. Yeah, and to be fair, if I reckon if we put a poll up and asked for which bean you'd prefer to do a solo cast, it wouldn't be Shorty or I, right? So, I think you've done well. <laughs> I said to Amelia bef- before, I was like, I don't know if Chewie's going to make it. I might have to just like talk to myself for an hour and no one wants to hear that. And I was like, actually, that's not true. I hear myself talk for an hour nonstop all the time. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, everybody. Oh, dear. So, we have got the Invitational this Saturday. Finally. Just a couple of short days. This is what we call the Finally, eventual the- Invitational. That's right. The 2023-ish Envy, um, yeah, because arena's a hot piece of garbage. Yeah, so like for those who may not remember, uh, and I'm sorry for those that do remember if I'm, you know, bringing up some old wounds, but arena had a problem for like a long time where yeah, it just you just couldn't do matchmaking, so we just couldn't run our events. So we were like halfway through a league, and people just couldn't like challenge each other and play and. There were other mm-hmm. like bigger tournament organizers who were trying to do similar things and it just had to get scrapped and it took them a really, really long time to resolve it. So uh, they got there, but then Christmas and, yep. you know, the, the, the holiday period and then, you know, everything else gets in the way and then we're like, okay, we're now confident enough in the platform that we can actually hold our injury from last year, which is just, yeah. Thanks, Wizards. Indie company, man. Small budget. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And mm-hmm. yeah, like why would they Why would they want to have things work on their flagship product? Oh, no, it's not their flagship product. It's not a anyway, cards, is it? Anyway, enough whinging about Arena because we're going to play and watch a whole bunch of it this Saturday and it's all going to be flawless. Yes. But, Chewy, this is the culmination of our tournament series. Yeah. Our- Who lets us do that? Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They're a Facebook auction group that have nightly auctions and win it now posts. They do claim lots when new sets come out. They do insane giveaways when new sets come out. They have a full-time auctioneer, which means that their shipping and communication is the best that you'll find anywhere on the internet. And they are the sponsors proud sponsors of the magic beans podcast and our tournament series so i think we tallied things up and with the invitational and the events throughout the year we are at like eight thousand dollars all up in cash and prizes that we've given away 
So crazy. A little bit of that is, and the, that's that's like the, not even including the stuff that we just give away on stream, like all the commander decks and the. That's right. Yeah, pre, that, that's you know, pre-release that's surprises. Kits and- yeah, so some of the cash is from our, uh, you know, Twitch subs, but the the vast vast majority of that comes from from Josh and Pat. So they allow us to run these free events. That, so and that's the thing, like free free to come mm-hmm. in and join and uh and then play in these events and get insane value and uh yeah it's it's amazing and we really do uh appreciate everything that josh and pats have done for us uh over 2023 and yeah for everybody who's played in any of our events you know i'm sure i'm sure i speak for uh for them and the the broader community to say you know thanks josh and pats and if you want to see this sort of thing uh, happen because Josh and Pat's is an amazing pillar of the magic community in Australia and they they support all sorts of things as there's, there's a they're running in paper events they're supporting other content creators the best thing you can do is go over to jpmtgbazaar.com.au follow the page and just bid on some magic cards outbid your friends pick up some bargains you're gonna buy magic cards anyway you might as well get them cheaply shipped well and then have an amazing organization that puts back into the magic community. So uh, if you're not doing that, then you should be. Correct. All right. So like we said, Envy this Saturday. And as is our our usual couple of days before the show goes on, Shorty is frantically prepping the stream like he always does um, and does an excellent job of it. So he is busy doing that tonight, which is why he isn't on the cast. Rumor has it. But that gives us. Rumor has it he hasn't actually hmm. emerged from his office for at least a week. So I I know I spoke with his wife because it was her birthday. Happy birthday, Kat. Yep. Uh, and she was like, he didn't even buy me a birthday present. He, he's just been, <laughs> been looking at the stream and he's, uh, you know, he... Uh, He's probably got six hairs on his chin because he hasn't even shaved. So, wow. yeah, he's that's a record. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it's uh, a, a massive Herculean effort uh, that Shorty puts in, uh, and a lot of it. It is like we don't see, and, and the the amount of work probably doesn't truly come through on the stream. But uh, I know I really appreciate the work that Shorty puts in. It's part of what makes it really great. So. Uh, if you're going to tune into the stream on Saturday, you know, if you see something new, because it's not like Shorty just, it's not about just adding transitions and slides. He always makes these little tweaks and makes the stream that little bit better. Make sure you just let him know that you notice it because, you know, just just let him know. Yeah. And tell him if you don't like it too. Oh. That's also. Awesome. <laughs> Even if you do like it, tell him. You yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So that means that what we get to do though is... <laughs> Basically, yeah, you and I get the the job of just uh, having things put in front of us, and then we just talk about them a lot. Which is, um, I mean, honestly, it's our happy place. Yeah, I <laughs> we, we just sit here and talk. And so we're going to go through all the deck lists. We have top sixteen that we've cut to. Yeah. So this is uh, our and- previous invitational winner, the winner of all of our leagues, and then the. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the cons- highest the points. highest points are the most consistent players over, and we had a cut to the top sixteen, and and they're going to battle it out. So they're, they're, it's standard. Everyone submitted their deck lists, their open deck lists. So we can talk mm-hmm. about them now because this will come out a couple of days before the 
the cast and it also gives you listening at home a chance to go oh i like this deck that's spicy can't wait to see that uh and maybe even let us know in the discord who you think might be your favorite who who are you putting your money you, on? you aren't allowed to cheer people on yeah for sure absolutely we, we encourage yeah. it so full disclosure a bunch of these matches have been played already in the first round uh chewy hasn't seen any of the games i've seen two i'm not going to talk about them and i'm not going to let that influence honestly i watch the games but I don't necessarily remember who won. Okay, they were pretty cool, <laughs> so, pr- cool games so rather they, than they, being. They were they were cool games. I was uh, I was doing some other stuff, but just watching, um, looking at Shorty's production more than anything because they're very condensed. Nice, but and they're being commentated gonna... on by our mods. The match means mods if I'm yeah, correct yep, as well. Them and Shorty is doing them as well, yeah, which is cool. Fantastic. So shout out to the mods. Really appreciate you uh, putting that effort in. It's great. So, in uh, kind of no particular order. We're going to start with Azzy G. And he has brought- Oh, he's brought some a, spice. It's, it's a four-color deck, but it's not. It's Saltai Splash Inti, I think is probably the best way to describe it. Uh, I think that's the only way to describe it, right? Like, just checking the it's, sideboard. Apart from Sakenzen is the only other red activated ability out of anything. Yeah. Very, very interesting. So, it's, it's yep. four-color legends- so he's uh, being able to leverage Plaza of Heroes and Cavern of Souls uh, for. Uh, oh, the Cavern of Souls probably doesn't do too much, actually. No, we've got we've got one cavern, so it's not like yeah. we're we're hard on that. Yeah, because there is a full mix. You've got. I'm looking at one here that's the Phyrexian Merfolk Wizard next to an Elemental. Yeah. Next to an Ooze. So what's the game plan but- here? Is this just playing a culmination of the best creatures having the best onboard presence? impactful things being able to cast them with plaza of heroes and relic of legends and just trying to incremental advantage is this just the rock or is he trying to do something pretty much. extra here it's trying to leverage rona a bit as well i think that's one of the few cards we've got we've got four copies of a few things but yeah rona is definitely a pretty strong um engine that you can just kind of loot through your what, deck really quickly the best merfolk looter ever Potentially? Mm, maybe? I don't know, man. Jason's Prodigy was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, good point, good point. I, I was going through all of the looters I could think of, and I didn't think of Jace. So probably the best since yeah. Jace. Uh, let's, just, let's just say that. I think that's a safe call. So, yeah. Um, but um, we've got- Yeah, I mean, Relic of Legends is the other thing. Just really leveraging that. So it's a you know three-mana artifact, tap for any color, and then you can tap an untapped legendary creature you control, and it uh, adds mana of any color. So it's not even like it's just the color of the creature, which is pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah really, just, really interesting. There's, there's some good just removal, a lot of value. Yeah, there's some cut downs, go for the throats, long goodbye, uh, Urtai. So it's got plenty of ways to deal with uh, with your opponent's threats, uh, mm-hmm. and it just does so much like rummaging and looting. So Rona, as you mentioned, and then Urtai, uh, you know, is you know takes advantage of you know, all of those extra cards that you might see with Rona and gets, you know, bigger and bigger. Uh, and let's- Inti, do you mean? Uh, Inti, sorry. Yeah, Inti, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, yeah Inti um, pops off. Yeah. It gets big really, really quickly. Uh, whenever you attack, you may discard a card. If you do, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. And whenever you discard one or more cards, exile the top card of your library. So you have Inti in play, you tap Rona, you draw and discard- 
which then lets you exile the top card of your library to Inti, and then you put a plus one plus one counter on Inti, and like it's just it's uh yeah, it's just a really good value. Yeah, so chain. Inti Inti fuels Inti Rona, and then there's uh like Rona copy number five is Vohar, uh, Voldarian Desecrator has got a loop mm-hmm. effect as well, and then lets you kind of buy back your spell. So it's a one of fun of there's a few one of fun ofs in this list, and yeah, I'm yeah. interested to see how this goes. So I think. And Slogurk will get really big as well, because yeah. whenever you put a land into your graveyard, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. So, Yeah, and interesting just that lot of you're playing Sultai colors, you're playing things, you want to play Legends. There's only one copy of Shieldred in the sideboard, not, none in the main deck, That's- which is interesting. Shows yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe the format has, you know, with the advent of the Boros deck, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, no, it seems unlikely. Yeah, no, I think it may, may, be, may be represented in some numbers in our top 16 uh you know just four mana things uh maybe the formats move past that which took a little while i must say but yeah yeah and 29 lands but so don't expect azzy to miss land drops no but i think this is something we saw with esper legends and uh the league that tom d won so uh besaju times two ottawara soaring city times Uh four two sekensons four takanuma Yep. They've all got that. Oh, the channel lands. Yeah. So, but they've all got that. This costs one less to activate for each legendary creature you control. So they're just spells, mm-hmm. right? So they're, they're, yeah. they're modal cards in this deck. So it's never going to miss a, a land drop. Check. That's a thing that you want to happen in general. Uh, and then, you know, you've got all of those spells. You've got the, the, the boomerangs, the, the token generation. You've got the, Zombify effect and the uh, the just I was gonna say the uh, the naturalize effect. I was gonna say the uh, the disenchant, but it's green. So yeah, so it's uh, it just comes pre boarded almost mm-hmm. through the power of lands, and that's uh, that's massive. So yeah, I I think this it deck's sure got a lot is. of play to it, a lot of decisions. It probably looks like a bit of a pile at first glance, but you got to remember Azzy G's going to be the one piloting this uh yeah and he's in the uh he's in the envy for a reason so i'm, I'm looking he forward sure to is. seeing this deck in action yeah me too i tell you what let's i know we had a list but let's go down the pairings so as he is actually paired up against his wife no he's, again. he's battling again round one sarah soldiers it's like you and shorty at it just, uh, pre-releases it just happens. yeah Every time. <laughs> it just, it's just going to happen. You just know that it's going to be that way. So let's have a look at what Sarah Soldiers is bringing to the party. And we talked about Boros Convoke, and here it is. So Sarah Soldiers uh, got Boros Convoke plus, mm-hmm. right? So this is this is a slightly plus. different take on the deck that is sort of that you're going to run into on ladder. So what what's mm-hmm. this deck trying to do, Cracker? What's uh, what's what's its game uh, plan? So turn one, Novice Inspector or Voldaren Epicure. And then turn to another one and then Gleeful Demolition. And so you just want to have a million creatures. So on turn two, you can have, uh, what, four creatures in play, five creatures in play pretty easily. Yeah. It's, um, and then you- It's kind of wild. And then you want a Knight Errant of Eos convoke out one of those big- uh, I was going to say, I keep, for whatever reason, the art on this card makes me think it has flying. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's a lion. It's a lion. Like it's not. It's clearly not there's, flying. It's running a longer thing. Yeah, but then but there's some there's anyway. some flight to it. I, I get that. Uh, but yeah, so it's like making a bunch of tokens. 
So mm-hmm. we either clue, uh, blood, uh, goblin, mm-hmm. or soldier tokens makes makes a bunch of those yep. as well, and then a whole bunch of ways to kind of make them bigger, right? So yep, uh, wall leaders call is a pretty sweet glorious anthem. It's like glorious anthem and uh, you know pandemonium or impact tremors. You know yeah. yeah had a summer holiday together uh yep. you know warden of the sky gets bigger <laughs> uh regal bunnycorn can be big and then uh Eomidae's, Eomidae's recruiter. Yeah, recruiter like it's just yeah. can just pump out ridiculous amounts of damage really really quickly uh i i've died to this deck on like turn four i think or at least probably scooped on turn three. Oh yeah yeah it just can just get under so many things and um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Uh, but Sarah's just she's she's got a couple of different colors that she's she can call on here. In there's a couple of copies of Copperline Cor- Gorge, Razor Edge Thicket, and Restless Prairies. So some green, mm-hmm. and which lets her play the adventure side of Kellen Daring Traveler. So Kellen is a two mana two three. Uh, when he attacks or the top card of your library, if it's a creature card with mana value three or less, put it into your hand. Otherwise, you may put it in your graveyard. So, doing doing work in a you know a decent two drop in your aggressive deck that might also give you some uh, card advantage. But it's also got create X map tokens where X is one plus the number of opponents who control an artifact. So, you can also on turn one in the mirror or later on if you need something to feed your gleeful dem- demolition um kellen can do that but in the sideboard we've also got questing druid which mm-hmm. you know is a uh, a gruel colored cards and then malira the living cure so two mana three three so like watch wolf but with text <laughs> uh Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you would get one or more poison counters, instead you get one poison counter and you can't get additional point encounters this turn. Uh, okay, a sideboard card if someone wants to bring infect action. But then the second uh, second paragraph, because that's how we deal with uh, text on magic cards these days, Exile Malira, choose another target creature or artifact. When it's put in a graveyard this turn, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. That's pretty spicy on your Knight Errant of Eos. We've got to tell you. Seems good. Yeah. 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 Really, um, I mean, this is the aggressive deck, right? This is just going wide and then pumping really quickly. Uh, you can, ideally, you're, you're trying to kill on, you know, like you said, turn three, effectively, uh-huh. or turn four. So, you know, you get a good attack on turn two with a bunch of stuff. And then um, Imidane is a recruiter, just giving everything plus one plus oh on haste until end of turn is really strong or your war leader's call as well he's just pumping the squad and that can make your knight errant which can come out on turn two or turn three pretty easily so really really strong and also a copy of um mirex yeah the mana base here yep which we're you're talking about you know malira mirex is a, a pretty good finisher in a bunch of different decks you'll see it in control lists and things sometimes uh so yeah not a not a great surprise there single copy of aganjo single copy of sakenzen um, this deck is not looking too dirtle. It can't really afford to. If if you're on the Sakenzen plan, you're struggling because <laughs> you know there's no. I don't think, you've got Kellen, and uh, I think that's the only legend. 
Uh, yeah, so I think Sakensen is Discord. like I need to eke out the last two points of damage with my alpha attack. Let, yeah, for sure. Pay for yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the yeah. it's your fifth copy of the resolute reinforcements. Exactly. That yeah, costs you Cost, four. Cost, it's, yeah, so resolute reinforcements with kicker uh, that gives them haste. <laughs> yeah. So, two, yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. So everything. Yeah. Um, I like the idea of going through the the matchups. So why don't we just sure yeah, like pen chair Wanga Sith? What are your all right? So hang on before we oh, do that. Okay. Azzy versus Sarah. Oh, Sarah wins that matchup 100% of the time because uh, she's a better Magic player than Azzy. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she finished higher in the she standings did, than Azzy did, did yeah. by several places, um, all right? I, Just- I could see the colours in Azzy's deck, meaning that he can, if he stumbles, Sarah just punishes here. So yeah. so for that reason, I think Azzy's deck is definitely the cooler deck, but any sort of stumble and as you do just just dies right so i'm for that reason i'm gonna i'm gonna say sarah's probably gonna get the chocolates yeah probably but as he also has uh access to three glistening deluge in the sideboard which is a pretty effective sweeper against uh all the little white creatures that get pumped out so i can see game one i mean Dire Soul dependent, of course. Um, I can see game one. Actually, no, Sarah will be on the yes, play because she she's the higher her. seed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So game one, I, I, I think Sarah's just going to run away with, and then it'll but, come um, down to as he joins. Post board games, it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think I think I think we're going to see this go to three games. It'll be exciting. Third game. Yeah, I, I think Sarah being on the play is is massive because she'll be on the game on the play in game three, and I think mm. she'll just get it done. Okay. Cool. Yep. So. Who have we got next? We have got... Penche Wangasith. Yeah, Penche Wangasith. So, Penche, highest ranked player again, right? That's two... Uh, two years two in a row. Two years in a row. Yeah, and, finishing on top of the stand. And Wangasith's no stranger to this stage either, so... Uh, no, he is not. So, it's uh, a definite uh, sort of clash of the titans here almost. So, Penche is on straight... So we don't need to explain mm-hmm. what, what the deck does. Uh, just yep. s- scrolling through to find any points of difference. Um, Sanguine Evangelist is mm-hmm. uh, in the uh, in the list for Penchair. So it's a three mana two one with Battle Cry. Uh, so when it attacks, things get pumped, and it creates a black bat when it enters the battlefield or dies. So uh, a three mana three two right basically over over bodies that then pumps the rest of your team so good good magic cut no more it's a four three because it's when it enters and dies and dies oh yeah yep it's more uh, enters or dies more. so you get a one one on entry and on uh, exit yeah. which is cool um i like uh i like penchair's uh sideboard sort of in a vacuum uh but yeah just want to go through it and then keep that in mind when we talk about wonga sith's deck so three copies sure. of destroy evil uh, mm-hmm. four full four copies of Invasion of Gobekan, uh, mm-hmm. three Lantern Flare, so that's the white with uh, red cleave kicker costs does X damage target control mm-hmm. planeswalker, um, lithomantic lithomantic barrage barrage, uh, one red for a sorcery can't be countered does one damage target creature planeswalker deals five damage if it's white or blue. Uh, mm-hmm. And a couple of copies of wedding announcement. So, a really you know three four three three two like it's a nice very clear plans 
uh, yep. sideboard. I, I love when I see sideboards like this. There's, you know, five different cards, right? So uh, I think that tells me that Penchair knows what's up, uh, which doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, so yeah, I'm interested to see how that goes. What do you? Is there anything else that jumps out at you in Penchair's list here? It's got 18 one drops. Yeah, it's so many one drops. Eighteen one drops. Like, yeah, because yeah, yeah, wow. you can sack the the Yoshin frontline is cool, man. Because do, do you remember the Yoshin soldier from back in the oh, day? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a white creature for a two one. I'm pretty sure with like no text at all. Yep. But uh, this one is colorless for a. One one, then when it attacks, pumps something else. Another target, yeah. yeah but it, it also has unearth, so you can gleeful demolition it because it's an artifact. You can creature. gleeful demolition it twice, and then <laughs> unearth it exactly. Yeah. So it's just uh, you. That is really what Penja is doing. He's got um, Sarah had a single copy of the frontliner, yeah. But um, yeah, Penja is really just setting up to make sure that he can. This is gleeful demolition on two. It is very aggressive. Yeah. This is an yeah. Oh. Outside of a mono red deck, this is one of the more aggressive decks we've seen in a standard format for some time. Uh, in a long time, yeah. Uh, yeah, seems yeah. Like you said, very clean, very very um, focused. Also, um, a bit more utility. A couple of cop- two copies of Mirix and two copies of Sakenzen, because there's not a need to splash for green sideboard cuts. Yeah. It, yep. it frees up some of your options there about being able to play yeah. an extra colorless pip. Yep. Because uh, really, War Leader's Call is kind of the only two-color card, but you really need to make sure you've got um, white or red. Yeah. The old-school magic player in me is loving seeing the Painlands, you know, in top-tier standard decks as well, because mm-hmm. they, were, they weren't for a long time. Um, but I guess that's where standard's at. Uh what do you think of th- the Thran Portal? Sing- Just looking at single that. Single one of end f- tapped unless you control two or fewer other lands. Okay. Uh, so it's like a fast land. Choose a land type. Uh, it is the land type. Uh, Manner abilities of Thran Portal costs an additional one life. So I think it's just a... I don't know. It's a mana confluence. Yeah. 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 On the first three land Which drops. is kind of like um, Mirex it- that lets you... Well, yeah. <sighs> Kind of, but it also, like, you don't get to choose, like, it's set to a singular color, right? Yeah. So, it's just fixing. Uh, so, yeah. Interesting. Also, yeah. you know, could be a planes, I, I suppose, but Penchair's yeah, probably correct. done the maths and, yeah. So, if you want to build this deck and you're running out of rare wild, wild cards, just make Thran Portal a, a planes and, you know, yeah, well, you'll, yeah. you'll be okay. So, what's Penchair playing against? Penja is playing against Wonga Sith. And Wonga Sith has got it's a three color deck again. But we are going with uh oh, I've gone blank on this color combination. Jund. Black, green, red, jund. jund. How did I forget jund? Because it's anyway, so middling. It's- <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um this is a I guess a th- well, it's a soul cauldron deck, kind of. It's only a single but it's, copy. It's- it is. Uh, but it's got yeah, it's, it's mostly a black deck. It does have Beseech the Mirror. Um, and also three, four copies of Tyvar, which is a card that I've seen more in modern than I have in standard. So it's cool to see. I forgot of. that it was even in. It's pretty good. You get to just rebuy all your creatures because almost all your creatures, except for the Voldar and Thrillseeker, actually just get rebought by Tyvar. So this is quite aggressive. We've got eight one drops and then- 
what is there, 16 creatures? No, there's not. But it's just Insidious Roots is the other card here. Yeah, creature tokens gonna... you have, uh, Birds of Paradise, without flying. Whenever modern mm-hmm. creatures leave your graveyard, create a plant, then put mm-hmm. a plus one counter on each plant you control. So yep. you've got Urborg Repossession, you've got Agatha's Soul Cauldron, um, you've mm-hmm. got Armoured um, Scrap Gorgia. Well, all of them. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, all your one drops rebuy or exile from your graveyard to then create a plant token, which will get big. The Undead Butler, you can do the same thing. Tyvar does it all. So the, the, like this is the, it's an Insidious Roots deck. Yeah, with a cauldron, the threat of a cauldron shenanigans um, as yeah. a sort of alternate win condition. So yeah, it's cool. I, I, I like it. And, then- and the it might be able to, like with the self-mill in the early turns and if it hits an Insidious Roots, gum up the ground long enough to survive the, the barrage from the Boris deck and then eventually be the bigger deck. So yeah, I think it's... Uh, Especially when you've got Brotherhood's End in the sideboard, uh, I think there's there's game here. Mm-hmm. There is game here for sure. There, there definitely is. I just wonder whether it's a little too slow. Like this, we are playing one on two, one and two on two kind of thing. I don't know that you're going to be able to keep up with the pinches on the play as well. The velocity of the the Boros deck. I think it might just be too wide, too quick. Yeah, and you've got pile on, which means you've got to like. I mean, you can obviously block and then convoke, but I think that the sizing that the um, the war leaders call and the recruiter will make the the Boros deck into as well might just outscale this. It's got it might not be able to. It's like your all time favorite land. It's true. Yeah, I have played that many a time. Yeah, and called it cliffs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, this deck looks really cool. Like I'm, I'm really. And I might just be vastly underestimating it. The, the mana production that you can get out of Insidious Roots. And if you can get that engine going, Ooh, yeah. you can just make, you can spit out a lot of tokens. You can spit out just a, a really, a lot. And they can scale very quickly. So definitely, you know, not counting this out by any stretch. Yeah, I, I think if I have to pick someone being on the play and and being who, <laughs> being Penchair, uh Mm-hmm. Like no disrespect at all to Wonga Sith, but like up against it here, right? I, I think I've got to give the you know on percentage, I've got to give it to to Penche to take this one down. Is my my prediction? Prediction? That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one thing that I would note here is that this is where open deck lists really mm. change things because your Mulligan decisions. Oh yeah. In the dark, you would keep uh, a very different hand against uh, the the field than you would against you know, pen chair with his Boros deck. You know exactly what's going on. So you're going to be looking for, a, you know, potentially different set of cards and yeah, you know, absolutely. working out that way. And it also means that we're going to see uh, better sideboarding decisions because they're going to, going to have time to develop a plan. Uh, yeah. Like, this is what I've got to work with. I can't change my sideboard. It's, you know, deck list is submitted. But, you know, what's my plan here against this matchup and, and moving through? So. How many levels deep do you go? How many sideboard options do you bring in against their sideboard options and then level them and yeah, don't get carried it's away? It's a minigame. So, um, yeah. Exactly. Pretty awesome. Cool. Uh, All right. Doc Hemsey versus the AV Cable. Uh, I don't think these guys have ever played before. Really? 
No, I'm kidding. Oh. They've, they've played in every envy we've had. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I thought you meant like they haven't played against each other, but like. I'm sure they've played against each other. Yeah. So, yeah, no strangers to anybody here. Hemsey and AV Cable uh, bringing. Um, well, Hemsey looks like he's got a. Um, it's a uh, it's a Boros aggressive deck here. Yeah. A little different. It's, it's, it's a third one now. It is. Uh, but it's. Uh, it's it's got it's got a it got a hemsy flavor to it I think, doesn't it always? Yes, yeah. So, I guess the main difference that I'm looking at here is we go compared to Penchair. So this is a Boros deck. It's not playing green in the sideboard, uh, but it's playing a couple of copies of the Witch Stalker Frenzy as like additional removal, uh, which is four mana for an instant but it costs one less for each creature that attacked this turn and it deals five to target creature quite often so it like looks one red five to something it's pretty oh pretty yeah, good yeah of course yeah yeah it's it's fantastic and you can do it like i attack and i kill your children before you can block yeah kind of thing exactly because you can do it as they've, they've attacked so before you move to blockers blah 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 um the difference between uh penches and um Hemsey's Lists are uh, Penshare was just maxing the case of the Gateway Express, and it looks like that's where the um, the main difference is there. And then also Penshare had another one drop, but I mean Hemsey's got seventeen. It's still, it's still very a much lot. the same. Yeah, case it of the Gateway Express is, uh, is is interesting. Uh, it's very easy mm. to have three creatures attack that turn, and then it's you know one half of a glorious anthem. Uh, and yeah. the half you want in an aggressive deck, so yeah, it's yep. That's a it's a good card for it's a it's a good thing to you know play on your uh, you know on a turn that you want to get some beats in. So yeah, I think it's well yeah. Good. Also, just like a really, it's actually a good removal spell. Like when ETBs target creature you control, choose a target creature you don't control, and each creature you control deals one damage to that creature. So you can have. Three, four, five creatures yeah, on turn three. Take down most. You play things. this, and it just just kill anything. It's not a fight either. Like no, it's just right. a punch, and it just works well. Is- it's just like okay, you've got your big thing that might you know start stopping my attack. I'm gonna mm-hmm. drop this, kill your biggest thing, attack. Mm-hmm. It's then uh, so next turn they're bigger and attacking yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, the damage output for one and a white. When you've got a board presence, is significant here. I think I think it's great. Yeah. So yeah, really yeah. good. Um, the sideboard is is interesting, uh, and the festivities for the mirror, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, which is good. Destroy evil. I get lost. I, I like I like that card. Uh, invasion of Gobekan. Two copies of Knockout Blow, which I sideboarded in limited. Uh, but yeah, it's three mana. Uh, knockout blow deals four damage to target attacking a blocking creature and you gain two life but it costs two less to cast if it targets a red creature so yeah uh that's pretty there's not a lot of red creatures in these aggressive decks but you know a great card to have against uh like mono red so pretty good mm-hmm. the barrage regal bunny corns in the sideboard here it's been the main deck that we've seen the evangelist wall it is cool and uh going a bit bigger and slower with wedding announcement. So, uh, you know, it, we we know what this deck's about. Uh, we're yep. expecting some aggressive draws, but I think um, Hemsey is set up for a bit of a a longer game, but also without sacrificing his like pure aggression. I think the Witch Talker Frenzy does that, like gets the 
if his opponent does, you know, attempt to stabilize, he's like, I'm having none of that. And think so. Yeah, I think it's a, a good take on the deck. And do you mean like when the AV cable casts his children's? Yes. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> ex- that's that. exactly what I'm thinking. So, uh, yeah. this has got a bit of bit of rogues about it, maybe. Like, I think you're probably more qualified to talk about AV cables deck than me. Yeah. So blue black, kind of controlly, but also doing some other stuff. So we've got cut down and spyglass sirens as the the one drops. Uh, and then Deep Cavern Bats, which pretty good, actually. It's going to hit a lot of stuff in a lot of the field. You can, uh, you know, steal a card. Mesmeric Fiend is, exile a, it. is a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Tied to it sure stuff. is. Yep. Um, Fairy Mastermind. Four copies. I'm a big fan of. Four copies. Four, four copies. Wants to draw those cards. Wants to do the flash thing. Yeah. Uh, go for the throat. Make disappear. Subterranean Schooner. This, is, this was a surprise because it's not the only place this card shows up in no. in our in, in RMB. So this is a blue and a one for a three four vehicle with crew one. Decent. Uh blue yeah, blue and one, not colourless. Mm-hmm. Uh when it attacks target creature that crewed it this turn explores. So yeah. it's a decent body. Uh you know, no evasion. Like subterranean but no you know, I don't know, landwalker. Yeah, it's anything, sailing but- through a cavern for yeah, reasons. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's a, but you know, three, four for two mana. And, you know, if you effectively gives all of your creatures haste in a way and mm-hmm. it's, um, then it gets things bigger, like it explores just value. Right. So yeah, it's a very Yeah. But interesting it's goal. making your things bigger as well. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. It's, it's either, yeah, it's value in that, you know, things are growing or you're, you're, you know, getting cards in your hand. So yeah, just card selection. Both yep. both of those things are uh, are good. The cryptic coat is really interesting. I drafted this card; is really yeah. good uh, in limited. Yep. And as a one of fun of, I I like it. Um. So yeah, you get to you know turn one of your uh, the top card of your library into a face down creature and equip this thing, and it turns it into a three two unblockable that you can then bounce the cryptic coat. Um. So it's uh. It's pretty good. It is. Then we've got uh, three copies of Gix, and then also three copies of the Preacher of the Schism, um, which is interesting. So you're going to spit out a bunch of vampire tokens, and uh, yeah, if you're not spitting out vampire tokens, then you're drawing a card and losing a life. It's kind of doing everything you want. Absolutely. And it's a two-four with death touch, so like you can just kind of sit there and play defense really well too. Like it's a a really difficult body size for the um, Boros decks to get over. They kind of need to have like the Imidane and, you know, the war leaders in play before most of their creatures are going to get past it effectively. And they're still, you know, I guess you don't really care about trading a token for a, a three drop, but um, this, the preacher is going to get a lot of value. So I'd still call this a control deck. I, I think that's I, kind I of the so, only way yeah. to, it's got two copies of Urtai, three copies of Sheldred, a bunch of blue and black lands, uh, and then in the sideboard... Three copies no. of Nightclubber. Uh, I, I had to, you know, go, oh, what's that card? But, yeah, it's mm. uh, a way to uh, shrink your opponent's creatures, but also uh, blitzing it out as well is uh, mm-hmm. definitely, uh, you know, a thing you can do. So it's, uh, you know, get that recursion of the uh, that uh, that effect, which is, yeah, pretty nice. So Yes. Mm. Yeah, bunch of, uh, you know, 
different interacting spells. You've got cut downs and counter spells and some tide binders and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, kind of covering their bases there with the different options they've got for for the AV cable. Yeah, who do you think so, wins this one? I think it's really tight. It is. Hemsey's on the play. Okay, that's a big that's a big plus. But I think Tom D's deck's well set up. The two four, the Shieldreds, the sideboard. Oh, I think the extra removal in Hemsey's deck pushes it yeah. advantaged here. Yeah, Compared to Hemsey's right. extra copies of Witchstalker, well, yeah, it's just a clean answer to um to Shieldred, which the um the case might not always be. You're not always going to have enough creatures, five yeah. creatures in play the turn you want to do that because you know um AV Cable is interacting a lot. Yes, right. Like there's six main deck just straight removal spells plus there's all know, the value four counter spells and yeah. four cards the schooner's so, like, not bad a, on defense either schooner is really strong yeah so yeah yeah i so mm, i think hemsey hemsey by like i'm talking like 48 52 percentage wise here and and just towards hemsey is my my prediction yeah i think if if hemsey stumbles at all i think this deck will punish him really hard Yes, but also I vice think versa, right? If he can, yeah, no, for sure, for sure, absolutely. But I, I don't think that, like the the Boros deck is just asking questions constantly, and the this, um, this Demir deck has got kind of all the answers. I think just can they do they line up? Can you block when you need to, or you know, like the make disappear at the right time will kind of be crushing if you looking to push through damage with the recruiter or something like that, and it just doesn't happen then you know that can all of a sudden you're sitting there with a bunch of you know one ones and and a couple of two ones and you're sitting there looking at a, a pair of you know a two four and a four five and and you know even a, a siren that you've grown a couple of times with the schooner all of a sudden it's a three three and it's just like oh like there's no good attacks there's no yeah it, and um, and with no the evasion it's just like through. i've gummed up the ground and then i can just sit here and attack you with my my uh, yeah you just take control my, yeah absolutely uh speaking of control mm. Uh, yeah. the, the next matchup is blue-white control in the hand of our reigning Envy Championship, Envy Champion Plunks. Uh, sure is. And we've got, like, opposite ends of the standard spectrum uh, playing against uh, Mr. M. But let's talk about Plunks's deck for now. So this is, like, pure blue-white control. I crafted this deck I've been playing it. Like, I... Did you? Oh, it's It's... It's really good. Uh, this is full Cheons, man. Oh, I, I love it. And it's uh, most of my wins come from concessions uh, rather than actually getting my <laughs> opponents to zero. Uh, if you're looking for a deck that's going to move you through the ladder quickly, this ain't it. But uh-huh, it's uh-huh. it's it's a fun, very powerful deck. I, I like blue light control is real. Are you telling me the deck with a single <laughs> single creature in it takes a while to win the game? You can kind of count Sunfall as a creature, right? You can kind of count the Wandering Emperor as a creature too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, but uh, and you, it's got three Reckless Anchorage, so yeah. And and the Mirex. And the Mirex, yeah. But it is. But it, it is has pure, one horned Lock Whale. Yeah, it's like yeah, old, pure control old school control, and I yeah. I'm about it. Like just like see, and like it's got Attacar Waste. Like seeing seeing those old school Secret lands. Secret Coast. Yeah, yeah. Um, seeing those old school, see, I, I think I still think Secret Coast is a new magic card, Gregor. Um, 
Um, it, it, it is not. It is not. It's well over 10 years old probably. But yeah, No More Lies, uh, great counterspell. Uh, and then Temporary Lockdown, very good with all the Boris decks running around. Uh-huh. Uh, combined with Sunfall to populate. Like this, is, this deck's got eight sweepers plus yep. point removal in... The the horned whale one side of that is you know some interaction march the other yep. light uh, get lost uh, yep. as well like it's uh, this this deck's very cool uh, it seems really strong. if you're into it so some people look at this and just like roll their eyes um, and I get that uh, you know you're allowed to be wrong but it's uh, <laughs> it's it's very very but, cool uh, I like the fact that it's got more than like one copy of Teferi as the win condition. It, like jokes aside, it will actually close out games really quickly once it takes control. Yeah. Um, and and so like you say, oh, people can see it. It's like yeah, because you've you, got they just know it's a done. wandering emperor and you've deluged twice and you've got six cards in hand. Yeah, and, and you've still one. got like got, yeah, and you've still got a couple got of a one one in play. Deduce clues around like yeah, just the yeah. game's over. So yeah, uh, yes. I, I like it. But the perfect foil for a Oof. a uh, a blue white control deck has to be. A uh, a mono red deck, right? Uh huh. And this is the shorty special. Yeah, I, I can see shorty probably quite excited about this deck, uh, and like it's pretty gas. Take us through this, man. This is just flat out aggression. So twenty one drops. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and then yeah. So commando cases for Kakazan, uh, Swift Spear, monstrous rage to punch dinner damage. Phoenix Chick and Play With Fire, uh, just four copies of each. And then Bloodthirsty Adversary, Charming Scoundrel, again, Hasty Guys, Felden, Hasty, Codebreaker, Hasty, Lightning Strike, just Lightning Strike, Burn. Yeah, absolutely. And then with <laughs> the most expensive card we've got is Squee, the Dubious Monarch, also Hasty, and brings some Gobbo mates. Yeah. And we've got a couple of copies of the Witch Stalker Frenzy, which we were talking about before. Yeah, and with all those 18 ones, mountains. Yeah, love it. <laughs> 18 mountains, man. They're, this is uh, but, this is a pretty cheap deck to build. Yeah, 18 mountains, three Mishra's Factory and one Sikensen. Um, F- foundry. Three Trips, trips Foundry, yeah. Tri- yeah. Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it, it can just push through damage and, you know, go face and, you know, Squee comes back. Everything, everything's got haste. Felden's cards, yeah. charming scoundrels. Yeah. You know, uh, got some utility. Bloodthirsty adversary is a great two drop, but if the game goes long, it's also a great five drop. So yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, Kamano into Swift Spear or Kamano into Phoenix Chick is just like a disgusting. So start. I uh, I lost to a deck on ladder the other day they went for turn one kamanu turn two swift spear monstrous rage mm-hmm. and uh i just like i was just so far on the back foot uh mm-hmm. and and they like they just didn't need to play other things i just sat back on burn spells and waited for me to to play a sweeper and then just everything's got well, haste and yeah like, exactly yeah. you don't have to overextend because you're like okay deal with these three cool i'm gonna play three more next turn and they've all got haste yeah Deal with those? Cool. I'm going to play another one. Yep. I've got, it's Squee. It's making another one. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly just, right. So it's a- uh, It just goes off. It's a, uh, a very powerful deck. And the sideboard and the festivities times three. So pretty mm-hmm. good in this field with the barrage as well. 
two copies of Obliterating Bolt. Uh, mm -hmm. Only does four damage, doesn't kill Shieldred, but, you know, the Frenzy does. Um, Twisted Fealty, Fealty is uh, a a pretty good threaten. Threaten. Mm. Mm. Talk to me about Urabrask's Forge in this deck. Yeah, so this is when you decided you have to go just a little bit slower. So it's 200 red for an artifact, and at the beginning of your turn, you put an oil counter on the forge and then create an X1 red Phyrexian horror creature token with trample and haste, where X is the number of oil counters on the forge, and then you sacrifice it. It's like so play every turn it gets all the sweepers you bigger. want. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, because yeah. just every turn it ticks up and it's a, it's a starts as a 1-1, one, one, and then it's a 2-1, and it's a... Yeah. And they've got Trample and they've got Haste and they just, I mean, we know what's happening every turn and it's just, it's another another threat. And usually the you can't afford to bring in Artifact Removal against a deck that doesn't have Artifacts, but then you can side in four yeah, and just really load up on these. And if you get two into play, oh, it's boy. just yeah gross. A um, couple of copies of Vampire's Vengeance as well. Yeah, so an extra really hammer the, yeah. Yeah, really hammer the, the Boros decks. Yeah, not really relevant in this particular matchup, but yeah, I think no. Plunkley's on the play, um, mm -hmm. but I believe so anyway. Um, but oh, no, Mister M. Mister M play. is on the play. Okay, that that probably moves the needle. <laughs> uh, yeah, to um, I I I think Mister M gets it done here. I, I think he's got the sideboard to beat the the sweepers counter spells. Plunksy's siding most of them out, right? Like, the mm -hmm. he wants... He doesn't want to sit back on mana. Um, he wants to use his mana every turn, otherwise he's just going to get run over. So, Plunksy goes to more sorcery speed in, in games two and three, and Mr. M gets the gets the sideboard. So, I think Mr. M would be my prediction. Not supremely confident in that, but, yeah, having to pick, I think that's where I'd put my money. So... Yeah, I, I think if this was against one of the um, Convoke decks, I think that I would give it to Plunks. Yes, but he's, he's set up to beat those decks, right? Yeah. Correct. The constant flow of haste creatures out of this other deck, I think just might prove a little much. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Um, so the next cool. one we've got here is Rolling Royce and Insanity. Mm -hmm. So Stalwart in Rolling Royce and... Uh, absolute regular uh now with uh with insanity so yep uh rolling royce on the boris deck so yep i'm so is insanity yeah uh rolling royce kamano faces kakazan mm. in, in the the boris deck Re we're up to 22 one drops <laughs> mate i've just i just want to play uh can, wizards can we have uh you can't have chalice. Can, yeah, can't we? Can we have chalice <laughs> no, instead? You, you cannot have oh, chalice. Oh, be so good. Um, <laughs> They're never printing that card. Again. Chalice in every <laughs> format, please visit. Yeah. Um, I think Commander Face Captain is a really interesting uh, addition to this deck. Like, it's really good on turn one, and okay after that. Yeah. I, it's interesting. I actually think it's better on turn two. When you I think you play... want to still play oh, Inspector that... or Epicure on turn one. Yeah. And then Kakazan and then Demolition. And then you can have... It says whenever you cast your next creature, not when it comes into play. For um... 
Sure, but then you can still just two. cast a one drop on turn three. Yeah, yeah. E- either way, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Uh, it's it's a good it's, card. Like it's a lot of one drops. Yeah. Correct. Ag- agreed. And uh, uh, having a look at Insanity's list, it just looks a uh, four copies of Regal Bunnycorn and is the uh, the standout here. We've seen you know single copies or copies in the sideboard, but just go. I'm gonna. Play a two minute six six. Yeah. It it feels like there's a lot more white in Insanity's deck than the other ones. That's that's an insanity thing. He doesn't have the um He, he doesn't have the wall leaders calls. Yeah. Which I I mean, obviously there's a reason for it. The bunny corns are just getting huge, yeah. I guess is the thought there. Yeah. But um yeah. Probably a little more consistent with the well, I don't know, the manner is still there's a lot of you know, still got three mountains and a bunch of battlefield forges and things. So still lots of opportunity to uh, make red mana. I'm just looking here. One of the things that does jump out is that he's playing the full four copies of Cavern of Souls. Uh, and human, there's a lot of humans. Human, rabbit, human. <laughs> rabbit. Human, <laughs> vampire. Human. So, yeah, yeah you, you can kind of, of name either yeah. vampire or human, and that will get you most of the most of your creatures into play uncounterable. Not that we're going to see a lot of counter magic, but um, it's interesting yeah, that, just a, that just a thought there. Which clause of Cavern of Souls is more important at various times? You know, like mm. I played Cavern of Souls in Eldrazi just for the can't mm-hmm. be countered thing. Obviously, I don't care about you know sure. color fixing in that deck, but you know that was why we played it. We're here; it's predominantly a mana fixer, yep. but. There are then corner cases where it might be useful that you can't counter my thing. So yeah, it's uh, yeah very interesting. I was playing it uh, in um, in the domain deck. It's like you cannot counter my attractor because I picked. It. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, coin flip on this one. Absolute uh, coin flip. Yeah, both yeah amazing players and mm-hmm. uh, too close to call. Yeah, agreed. Yep. Uh, Who's next? We've got oh, Tech twelve hundred v Dark Harness. Yeah. So, so I said I've only watched a couple of the matches. Mm, this might have been one of them because oh boy, talk. I, I, I'm I'm going to completely defer to you here and just like nod knowingly, nod knowingly. Yeah. So this is a reanimator deck, and I love me some reanimator. Uh, the the joke here, the joke, the, the the reanimation spell that you are trying to cast is called reenact the crime. So one and triple blue for an instant. It says exile target non-land card in a graveyard that was put there from anywhere this turn. Copy it. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Uh, you are trying to uh, re... You're trying to get a Traxxer into play or cast a Breach the Multiverse, Conspiracy Unraveler, and Virtue of Persistence. So those are like your big payoffs. And... Those are real big payoffs. They're huge. And it's also virtual persistence as a another way to bring stuff back. But yeah, it's Yeah, no, that's no yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. But I mean you're trying to reenact the crime of virtue of persistence into play. You yes. don't want to pay seven mana for it. I mean you can, yeah. but that's that's not the plan. No. So really just trying to look to discard or um Yeah. Yeah. Just so get collectors cards Vol, into the graveyard. Rona, Voha does all of the looting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jace. Kaito. Jace. Also loots. Yeah. So just a bunch of different ways to um, get creatures or get the permanents you want into the graveyard. And then you've got 
four copies of Reenact the Crime. Uh, you've also got a copy of Beseech the Mirror, so you can go and cast Beseech the Mirror to get Reenact the Crime to cast that and then get back your thing. But yeah, the the value out of this deck is nutty. How good is Underground? Uh, no, that's not the one. Uh, un- Under City Sewers, the uh, the Surveil Land in the Reanimator deck. That's that's where it's at. It's a real good. It's a real good. Uh, this deck yeah. is super cool. Uh, it has, uh, you know, it can still just it can just cast things for seven mana. Uh, okay. Uh, and and win the game. And, and you know, Celestis is a mana rock. I love the mm-hmm. uh, repository scarb to buy back your uh, reenact the crimes. Uh, that's cute as a sort of the sixtieth card, if you like. Uh, is it wrong that I want some? I want Dark Arnest to have an Atraxa in play, and then repository scarb kill it. <laughs> then reenact the crime back the Atraxa just for the that's a the lot of cards in hand. value check. It yeah, is a lot, of, a cards. lot of cards. It's a, it's a lot of better. Um, the uh, the sideboard's interesting. Path to Peril uh, yeah. with uh, Rafine's Tower in the main deck as a blue black jewel mm-hmm. land, but also a way to cleave the path, some the gates. Some more. Well, there's also two copies of that in the main as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You're right. So it's a uh, and like I don't know, just like cast breach the multiverse, like. That's a fun way to play cards. So that wins you the game pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. I didn't realize Pything Needle was in standard. <laughs> I just completely forgot that that card was a thing you could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like that. If that was evergreen in standard, I think it would be a, like a nice little safety net for the format. So, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. Uh so what's tech playing? Text text deck's cool. Uh yeah, like so we're not going to do a deck tech, we're going to do a tech deck. Is that right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Let's go with that. So there are some similarities to Plunks's blue-white control deck, but then there's some departures from it, right? Yeah, he plays two creatures. What's with yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. So it's... Uh, Actually, he, he plays more than two, but... But it's like, yeah, well, Doorkeeper Thrall. Uh, yep. Which is uh, one and a white for a one-two flash-flying artifacts and creatures entering the battlefield don't cause abilities to trigger. What's he? Seems pretty good against the Traxa. Seems really good against the Traxa, but what else is what else is this trying to hit in standard? It's, it's good against the recruiter as well. Ah, of course, yeah, yeah, and the so the it stops the pump. Captain of, uh, yeah, Ranger Captain of Eos. Yeah, I think that's the wrong card, but I know that the flying lion that doesn't fly. Yeah, um, the knight errant. Uh, so oh yeah, Ranger Captain's the other one. Yeah, so. yeah, that's a, the modern one. Yeah, it's Eos. <laughs> yeah, so this is a bit more of a uh, on board present blue white control deck. Um, it seems pretty good. Uh, not a, not much more really. Not much like, more. No, you've got an you've got the two copies of the Doorkeeper Thrall. You've got an extra horned Lock Whale, but I mean it's still just yeah. three copies of Lockdown, three copies of Sunfall. A bunch of point removal, a bunch of counter spells, yeah, and then sitting back on Emperor and Deluge. It's still very much just a, a hard blue white control deck. And is that does that put it over the top of someone kind of trying to cast big sorceries in in your no no? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, whoa, but, uh, um, it'll be close. It'll be really interesting. Have and, a look at the so- sideboard though, Denik. Cards in graveyard can't be the target of spells or ability. Ooh. Yeah, I I think 
Look, Darkhanus is a is a very good magic player, taking nothing away from from Tech, but um, Darkhanus is up there. But mm-hmm. oh, I think I think Tech's set up well in this matchup, so I'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, you're allowed to. I'm sorry. I know uh, you know your heart's in Reanimator, and Darkhanus' deck is the cooler deck. No debate there, but I think I think Tech might get the chocolates here. No, I, I disagree because okay. Darkhanus has got a, a bunch of really clean removal that he's he can got just take out. In the so ca- as well. ca- he's got Juris, Spell Pierce, and Negate. Yeah. They all come in. Yeah, very You can true. also play Jace, another copy of Jace Perfected Mine, and just, you know, mill yourself out or mill your opponent out. Like, I don't know. But he doesn't have to force- Denik and Negate come in for tech as well, though. Then out comes, like, temporary lockdowns and, and things. So, yep. game one is really interesting. It, it comes down to which half of the deck that tech draws, I think. If he draws all the yeah. sunfalls and lockdowns and not- the disruption protocols and no more lies, then Darkhanas just gets to do things for free. But uh, it's a sideboard match is going to be very interesting. So, yeah. 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 I mean, you can just hard cast a tracker as well. Like the collector's vault will let you. Yeah, very true. Loot through and, and like play the slower kind of thing. So, and the reenactment puts a copy of it in not a token that's a copy right so it can't be hit by a temporary lockdown you cast a copy without paying its mana cost yeah okay yeah so it's it's, so it's, it's a, a copy of the spell yeah but it is not a token copy yeah so it it has more it it costs more than it'll two retain mana. the mana value yeah 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 cool yeah so um i, I gotta go for dark Hunters, yeah okay i i I, 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 I I feel that yeah. i but I, I yeah i think i think tech's got Got the tools. The tech. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> hey. Yeah. So let's have a look at uh, Joffrey Bieber and Aragoth. Mm-hmm. So Aragoth uh, is playing some. Hang on. Uh, Blue white aggro. Aggro. Here we go. It's just my, my browser is doing things. Yeah. yeah. So Case of the Uneaten Feast, Lunark Veteran, and then a bunch of. Removal spells, counter spells. The schooner is back. Tidebinder. Tidebinder's back. We got four copies of Wedding Announcement and two copies of Virtue of Loyalty. What is this? Twenty twenty two. Yeah. I copy of Farewell. Farewell. Uh, Some rabble rousing. Yeah, so it's a rabble rousing deck, right? Like effective. It's only three copies, but yeah, it's a it's a a pretty cool. Uh, Feels like it's a wedding announcement deck again. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a little bit of a throwback, isn't it? Like, it's- and then Skrull's Hive as well, which is another throwback to kind of yeah what people used to do. The the sweepers are, are interesting. It's just like, oh, you've gotten ahead of me. Like goodbye, all of the things. I don't think the uh, destroyal enchantments mode will get chosen too often. I, on I farewell. don't think that will. Come. No, <laughs> no, I don't expect so. But. Uh, you know, you don't have to click all the modes on farewell, uh, but deck's very cool. I, my concern with this deck is sometimes you'll have a bunch of three and five drops and counter magic and have no sort of pressure, and then other decks will kind of overtake you, and that's why it's playing the the sunfalls and and things to like reset. But you have to draw them, so I think there's so, a subset of games yeah. where this won't sort of come together. Uh, I'm worried about the consistency of this deck. It's very cool, 
but I'm just yeah, it's worried about the consistency. Of it. Yeah, I agree. the The thing that I see in this is you're talking about like Sunfall on five, but have we had an opportunity to deploy wedding announcement and the Tacasia's welcome before that, or are we just getting overrun? And so, if you haven't had a chance to set up with everything you need to before you hit Sunfall, like I feel like the, there's going to be a bunch of turns where you just like I play a Lunark veteran and then the well, Joffrey B was playing mono red, right? Yeah. The, the very aggressive, like, 16-1 drop mono red deck. Very similar to the one we were talking about before. Four copies of Urbrass Forge in the main deck. Yeah, but it just feels like um, Aragoth might have to play a one drop and then play Destroy Evil, No More Lies, you know, maybe jam a schooner and then they have to sweep. Yeah. And they haven't developed at all. And then mono red just goes, okay. I've got all the hasty guys. Plays three more haste creatures. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. That's where I think that the mono red deck might. Yeah, I, Aragorn's deck's very cool, and I want to see it do well because it's cool. And he'll mm. absolutely have draws where he just gums up the ground so much that mono red can't get through. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the hands that mono red comes out of the gates and overruns him is a higher percentage than the the aforementioned match where he game where he is able to sort of stabilize and get too far ahead so yeah i think leaning too much on three sweepers in in your deck i guess but i will see but i aragoth's a great player and you know who knows what could happen oh for sure but um i'll as much as it pains me to say i think the uh the mono red deck might get the uh get the chocolates here can we look at the mono red deck sideboard for a second? Because there are copies of a card that apparently exists. It's Koth, yeah. Fire of Resistance. So Koth, our boy, he uh, he's he's back, and he he's been back for a long time. But he, I just never see him see play. But he uh, deals damage equal to target creature the number of mountains you control. Again, eighteen mountains, mountains in this yeah. deck with the sideboard secret mountain. Yeah, so I can go up to twenty three lands. It. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love it. Um, Koth, Fari, Gyre as well. So, yeah, a bunch of stuff going on here. Yeah, the the the, um, the Planeswalker plan, you know, bringing in a, a land and Planeswalkers to be a bit more mid-range with your Urbask's Forge uh, than uh, the, you know, the usual suspects. But the four copies of the Frenzy. Yeah, it's a a slightly different take on the Mono Red deck. And yeah, Urbask's Forge is a card, dude. It sure is. Makes me want it to play sure Skullclamp. <laughs> oh, I mean, I always want to play Skullclamp, but yeah, that's a yeah, absolutely, absolutely, pretty, pretty good thing. To one do. more, uh, one more matchup. One more match. Mm. So we got twenty K blue, uh, yep. and Mark Wallbang. So yep, what's uh, what are these? It's a mirror. It's it's a mirror. <laughs> it's it's a Boros mirror. Okay, so that is uh, interesting. What's what are the points of difference in these decks then? Uh, not a lot. Mark Wallbang's got an extra one drop. Twenty uh, K Blue's got an extra land. An extra two. Yeah. Twenty mm. K Blue's from Wagga. My money's on Twenty K Blue. Because <laughs> you know. Nah, nah, nah. Wallbang's got an extra copy of War Leader's Call. Okay. I think that card seems really important in this matchup. It does seem really important. In, but- in the mirror, like in a lot of places, but uh, it's going to- 
the chip damage I think will really matter. You're not blocking very often. So just having the the extra access to making sure that you can get that um, just yeah, extra little ping the, in all the time. The boy from the housing yeah. commission area in Ashmont Wagga wants uh wants wants the Wagga boy to do well, the Wagga player to do well. So, and that's fair. Yeah. So um I mean it's my heart a coin says flip. my heart says twenty K blue, my okay. mind says coin flip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To- totally. I think that that is that is very fair. What's in the sideboard? Is there so, a sideboard uh, things that can tip a matchup? Uh, Warbang's got an extra copy of In the Festivities. Well, okay, that's that's big. But oh, okay, twenty k is going up the full four copies of the Forge, and Warbang doesn't have any copies of the Urabrask's Forge. Okay, interesting. So a little bit slower, a little bit bigger. And being the bigger uh, deck in, in the mirror is often the way to go. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, you can't go underneath. No, you can't <laughs> get any further yeah, down to the ground. So, yeah, some... Well, it's kind of the Forge versus Bunnycorn. The Bunnycorn. Yeah. yeah, it is. So, and I think the Forge gets it done eventually. Well, the fact that it's got Trample mm. makes a huge difference. So, they're ever-increasing. It's still a singular threat each turn, but... The trample is a big game, and you this deck just spews out tokens. So I think the bunny corn can get chumped for days. Yeah, and eventually be get outvalued, like you know, just be bigger. Like the robust forge mm-hmm. things will be, be bigger. So yeah, yeah, I still think it's a bit of a coin flip, but I'm I'm gonna go with my heart and say twenty k blue because of geography. That, that sure. that's my tiebreaker. Nothing against kiwis. Uh, where uh, Mark Wallbank's from, we we love our love our Kiwi neighbours, uh, but uh, it's uh, yeah the Riverina, you know, God's country and all that. No, there's, really, there's a reason I moved, but you know, it's a this, <laughs> it's a, one of those things where it's just like, oh, you're from that place that I'm from, so we're friends. So shout out, we are mates. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, shout out. 20k and in a tiebreaker i have to have to pick so that's what it'll be so yeah, yeah, yeah super interesting um really looking forward to yeah. to doing some coverage again and me too these decks are going to be a lot of fun to, to talk about and listen don't don't blink because there are seven copies of boros Cavoke, and then we've got two copies of mono red and uh let me tell you th- these matches they don't last long. These aggressive decks, they win fast or they lose fast. Yeah, it's going to be some. Um, it's going to be fireworks. Some, some fire. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's explosive decks. It, like, yeah, absolutely. Like locking horns on the on the arena battlefield with you know you and I trying to keep up with uh, what's happening and and bringing it to well, you on stream. So looking forward. Listen, to it. I'm excited. It's just not d- d- mid range soup again like we've had in the past. This is. This format has got everything, man. Hard control decks, hard aggressive decks, reanimator. Yeah, there's there's combo, like in that sense. In um, yeah, yeah, and then the pure mid range decks, like you know, Azzy G's, like it's it's cool. Uh, it's it's good to see. And I was apprehensive on the, how the health of standard would be with the current rotation policy, but yeah, as it stands today, and the might change, you know, format shift. But as it stands today, uh, seems pretty cool. The Boros deck is obviously, you know, the most popular deck, but I feel like everybody's prepared. There's nobody 
that's rocked up here and gone, oh, I didn't think anyone would play the Boris deck. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> like, there's no... Like, <laughs> no one you know, registered Delver of Secrets. When reading the, the decks <laughs> here. So, yeah. I think it's cool. We've got a... Uh, yeah. Got a s- stacked top 16 with some really good players. A do- somewhat diverse format. We've definitely got a like a deck with a target on it. Like the what the our top 16 I guess have decided is the the best deck mm-hmm. at least for this tournament and tune in at 10 o'clock Saturday uh, Australian it. Eastern Daylight Savings Time to uh, see how these matches go and crown our ultimate winner of the 2023 Magic Beans Invitational yeah sounds very pretty excited. epic when you say it out loud doesn't it it does yeah. it is epic man say like, it in your voice say it in your voice a lot of the Magic Beans 2023 Invitational Champion. See, that's so much better than me. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh. what I, I, I've had some practice. I did the intro video yesterday. Yeah, I yeah. said it a couple of times. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Envy is always a blast. We always have a lot of fun. Chat always has a lot of fun with us. We always have heaps of giveaways. Oh. We've got stacks of product this time to just, we just want to give it away. It's what, you know, Pat gives it to us and we give it to you and all you have to do is go hashtag beans giveaway and you're in. Yeah. It's done. Absolutely. Just uh, easiest just being, magic of your life. Yeah, exactly. Just bulk value. So uh, it's it's straight Saturday. Have us on your background while you're, you know, doing whatever you're doing. Uh, grinding arena, you know, picking out the the best deck uh, or your favorite deck from, from here and uh, building it and seeing how it goes. So it's... Uh, yeah, I've got to I've got to get you a shirt with like the reanimate art on it or something, don't we? Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, all right, all right. We have gone very long. This is not the fabled short podcast uh, because we're excited and there's a lot to talk about. Absolutely. So I'm gonna keep the the wrap up short. Magicbeanscast.com. It has links to all of the things that you need. Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Also in the show notes. Check them out. You. You know who they are. You know how much we love them. And uh, yeah, come just take free magic cards off us on Saturday. Looking forward to giving them away. It's going to be awesome. And uh, I'm really, really looking forward to to crowning a a champion. And uh, who knows? Maybe we get a back-to-back. Maybe we get- A two-time? You know, a double-up, two-time. Yeah, yeah. We've got, you know, Hemsey has a chance to to be the the two-time champ. And obviously, Plunks wants to win two in a row. So- so there's a lot of really good stuff. And then we just get to find out, you know, like, can Azzy ever beat Sarah? I don't think he can. Just not that <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> The thing is, the thing is, you know, he's trying as well. Oh, yeah. Like, he's not, he's not, there's no, there's no scooping or like mis- deliberate misplays. He he wants to win. Absolutely. He just, he just doesn't seem like he can. No. So. Azzy G, if you win the Invitational, beating, obviously beating Sarah along the way, my shout at Fancy Hanks, mate. Oof. If you needed any incentive, that is... Uh... Listen, Cuban barbecue. Also, uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend. So, uh, we have got oh. the RCQ is coming to Melbourne. So, that is the weekend of the 8th of March. At this stage, it looks like all the beans are going to be there on the Friday. Chris and I are planning on jamming a bunch of modern. Chewy and Shorty are planning on jamming a bunch of Highlander. There will be commander decks there. If you're going to be in Melbourne, please tell us. We want to see you. We want to hang out. Um, you know, 
it, it'll be a lot of fun. We're going to be there. I don't know if we'll be there much over the weekend, but definitely the Friday, planning on being there for the whole thing. So hit us up. Let us know. Look forward to seeing you there, guys. We will see you all on Saturday. Thanks. Bye.